Thanks for joining us today. Our church exists to give everyone, everywhere, every reason to know Jesus. You can learn more by connecting with us on Facebook at Journey Fellowship Denton. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message. How many of you are here today to celebrate your mom and you're not normally here? Raise your hand. Or your mom, you're a mom who's here who's not normally here, but you're here to celebrate with your with your family. Raise your hand. Is there anybody? Yes? Yeah. Well, I know you. I definitely know you. And so glad to have you today, too. God bless you. So glad that you're all here. And uh, I want to just get started this morning. So I want you to take your Bibles. I want you to turn to John chapter 19. And as you're turning there, let me just give you a report on Shannon. Uh, it's been a rough weekend, but the Lord's faithful. Um, Friday, she went into surgery. Uh, this weekend, she's been doing radiation treatment all weekend, still going on. Uh, tomorrow, we will, the radiation will, uh, surgery, they're going to remove the radiation. And so what's been, what's been okay about this is haven't had to use any lights. She just kind of glows in the dark. Just, no. She's a trooper, and I want to just say thank you for all of your prayers and uh, what we've walked through. Uh, a friend of mine uh, just asked the other day, how's things going? And I said, I said, we're just building a testimony. That's it. We're just building a testimony and just one, one page at a time, and we're seeing that, and I'm seeing God do this. And when it's complete, then I'm going to share it with you. Somebody asked me, said, Pastor, what's wrong with your face? I was like, well, kind of going to try this. I'm going to I'm going to not shave until I get that full complete healing report. Uh, so some of you uh, bearded men, you guys, see, there's a good looking one right there. Hopefully mine will mine mine's usually a lot whiter than that. I didn't know it was that white. You know, Aaron, bro, I need some of that dark hair. You know, but I'm trusting God for a complete healing. Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't you? There's a lady sitting right there in this blue dress that was healed from stage four cancer. She's witnessed to every doctor in UT Southwestern, and they know about it. They didn't give her much, much time, but here she sits praising Jesus. I'm not scared, and you shouldn't be either. We got the king on our side, amen? John chapter 19. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here's your son. And the disciple, and to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Father, I pray that you would just bless your word today. Lord, that you would let us just, Lord God, just settle, Lord God, in our hearts the importance that these women have in our lives, the importance that these women, Lord, in this room have in all of our lives. I pray that, Lord Jesus, that you would just let your word, Lord, minister and encourage today and lift our hearts and spirits in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Thanks, Daniel. Let me just tell you a real quick story because I think it really sets the stage. Because some of you, you got your gifts for your mom or you got them a card. 
and uh, it's hard sometimes to pick out the card. Well, there's a story about three, uh, three sons. This mom had three sons, and they were all very successful and very well-to-do, and so Mother's Day came around, and they were talking to each other of what they were going to buy their mom. And so one of them said, you know what, I'm going to give mom the perfect gift. I am going to build her a brand new house. It's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. She'll have, she'll have everything she wants. And this, this older mother, you know, is, she's going to enjoy that. The second son, you know what, I'm going to outdo that. I'm going to buy her a brand new Mercedes. I'm going to roll that thing right up in her driveway. How many of you think that'd be a good idea, a Mother's Day gift right there? Come on, ladies. I'm going to roll that right up in her driveway, and I'm just going to bless her with a brand new Mercedes. The third son, he looked up, and he said, Guys, look, I've got the perfect gift for Mom. I know she loves to read the Bible. I know that she can't see very well, and I have found the perfect gift. I found a parrot, a parrot that can recite the entire Bible. It took 20 monks in a monastery to teach this parrot how to do this. And I had to pledge over $100,000 a year for 10 years in order to purchase this bird. But it's worth it. Mom's going to love it. You just name the chapter and verse, and that parrot will give her the, the, the Scripture. So they give the gifts to her mom, their mom. And a few weeks later, they get letters in the mail of just talking about the gifts. She wrote in that letter, she said, she said, to my oldest son, Michael, thank you for the house. It's beautiful. It's very nice. But it's just too big. And I live in only one room of the whole house, and I have to end up cleaning the whole thing. And to my second son, Marvin, who gave me the Mercedes, I can't see, so I can't drive. And if I did drive, it would be dangerous for everybody around. Can I say amen to that on some of these? She said, but to my youngest son, Melvin, you are the only son to have the good enough sense to know exactly what your mother likes. I enjoyed eating that chicken. It was the best thing I had ever put in my mouth. It was wonderful. We don't always know what to give, Mom. Let me tell you something. She's worth whatever you can give her. Mother's Day is an important day. We spend an entire day, and most of the time, uh, I don't preach just a specific Mother's Day message, but today I thought, that I would. And so what I want to do today is I want to share with you seven ways of how to love your mom, how to love your mother. Now, once again, I just want to say this. I know there's a lot of feelings in the room today because some of you, you're not close to your mom. You didn't have a good relationship with your mother. Maybe you're married and you have a mother that lives in your house that raises your kids. You know what? You can love her the same way. Some of you, your mom's already gone. Those of you who are who are old enough to, to be in that generation, let me tell you something. We express our love to you in this way. You see, Jesus said, we know that you're disciples in the way that you love one another. And so this message is not just how do you love your mother, but it's how to love one another, how to love even your, your spouse, how to love your dad, how to love your children, because love is the core of everything. And so the first thing that I want you to see is that Jesus is on the cross. I read this scripture 
And he still has time to think of Mary. He's hanging on the cross in complete suffering. He's endured all types of tribulation and trial on his body. And yet he still thinks of his mother. And he speaks to John. And he says, John, would you take mom? Mom, this is your son. He's going to watch over you. Being the oldest of his home, Jesus knew that it was his responsibility to care for his mom. So positive or negative today, I want you to realize the importance of these ladies, that they, what they play in our life. So ladies, I just want you to, to receive this today. The first thing that you can do to love your mom is you need to love her with your words. You love your mom with your words. The wrong philosophy that you might have is, well, you know what? I've already told her that I love her. She already knows that. Or, 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 or you know what? I, I don't have to tell her because... Because, I mean, she can just see by the things that I do. I mean, she's my mom. She already knows it. Let me tell you, there's nothing more important than expressing with your own words how much you love your mom or how much you love your wife who is the mother of your children or how much you love the people in this room. Can I just keep extending it on out? Let me tell you, we should express our love to one another with our words. Don't just assume that the person sitting down the row from you has had someone say, hey, man, I'm, I'm so happy that you're here worshiping with Man, I love you. I love you. In the body of Christ, we need to express that love with our words. I got a card for my mom, and, and uh, my mom tells me, she says, look, she said, more than any gift that you can give me. We get her, got her a little, Shannon got her a little shawl and a little thing that, you know, I would not have picked out because, you know, I just don't know how to do that. And, and she got her this thing. She said, let me tell you something. The most important thing that you've given me are these words that we wrote in that card. That's the most important thing. When you express your feelings to those who love you, you should do it with your words. Your spouse needs it. Your mom needs it. Your father needs it. Your friends need it. Your children need it. They need to hear in their ears the words of love from your mouth. It's important. How do you express that? Some of you say, well, you know what? We're just not, my family, we don't say it. We, we just don't say I love you too much. Well, you need to start. You need to express that to one another. We need to hear it. As, as God's people, we still need to hear that, and especially as mothers. Number two, you love your mom with your touch. When's the last time that you gave your mom a hug? When's the last time you've hugged anybody? When's the last time you gave your mom a kiss? On the head, on the forehead. When's the last time you walked up behind her and gave her a neck rub? That's the, that's the, that's the favorite right there. She's standing at the kitchen sink. You walk up behind her and you start giving the neck rub. Ah. Oh. When's the last time you put your arm around your mom, squeezed her up? When's the last time you said, hey, let's just go for a walk. Let's walk together. It's that closeness. It's that nearness that people want, people need. Moms need that most of all. They need to feel like that they're just close. They want to be together. And that touch is so important. Several years ago, I, uh, I came home uh, from work. And I'd been busy. I had some 
had some committee meetings and had some other things that I'd done. And I, I came home and I walked through the door. And of course, Eagle Eye, my wife, Shannon, she spots makeup all over the shoulder of my coat. And she said, hey, what woman you been hugging on? I was like, I just came from visiting the nursing home. And the Lord impressed upon me that those little ladies needed a hug. And so I hugged about 40 little ladies. So if you think that uh, you got some competition, you're safe. They don't want me. <laughs> Mothers are wired for the simple, innocent touch of love. Listen to me, kids and adults, adult kids. Moms are wired for the simple touch of love. They were the first ones to touch you. And you should be the one who now touches them. Reach out and hug your mom. They play such a very important role in our lives. The third thing, how to love your mom, is you're to love her patiently. Don't make a mistake of ever asking a woman if she works or if she stays at home. That's almost as bad as asking a woman when she's due and she's not pregnant. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let me tell you, moms who are at home and they're chasing children around, Brother, you would lose your mind in 30 minutes. I know so many of you, you work all week long, and then you come home and the day is not over. You continue with your duties, usually until it gets dark, until you get the kids in bed. Mom's still working, but we get impatient sometimes with these ladies that that run these households that we live in, and we say, well, where's my, where's my clean socks? Or where's my T-shirt? Or where's my favorite pants? Where's my favorite jeans? I needed them clean today. Where's dinner? And she points to the microwave and says, it's going to be in there. Where is, where's my food? Where's some cookies? Where's my lunch? Mom, why were you late picking me up today? Because you know the moms have the largest taxi service. They're the largest Uber drivers in the nation. Moms. Let me tell you something. I want to address the, the kids first. There's a lot of adults and teenagers and stuff. It isn't right for you to be more considerate and kind and gracious and thankful and patient with your friends than you are with your own mom. 
You get impatient because mom isn't doing it like this, but yet you'll give your friends a pass on anything like that. If you treated your friends the way sometimes I've seen moms get treated, you wouldn't have any friends. So listen to me. These ladies are doing the best that they can. And even if they're not, their, their best isn't good, isn't good enough, be patient. Because in God's foretold wisdom, you're a part of that home. You're a part of that family. Maybe there's something that you need to learn. On the other hand, James Dobson, he wrote in Fam- Focus on the Family Radio a letter from a lady that was 80 years old. And she wrote this on her birthday, and I just want to read it because I found this. I thought it was very interesting. She says, To all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you that what I truly want are things that I can never get enough of, yet they are free. I want the intangibles, she said. I would like for you to come and to sit with me, for you to be relaxed. We can talk or we can sit in silence. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say for the first time. I know how tiresome it is to always be repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past. With my slowness, I need your patience and my Set in your ways. I need your patience. Please be tolerant with me with what the years have done to me physically. Please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure out my bank statements. I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I've even taken it already. I took too many naps or I take too many naps and sometimes the sleep just helps me pass the day. And there you have it, she said. Time, patience, understanding. Those are priceless gifts, the gifts that I really want. And finally, in this letter, the Apostle Paul writes, I can do all things through Christ, which which strengtheneth me. I know I can too. It's a wonderful feeling to know his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. I guess he's I guess being old isn't too bad after all. Love Molly. Be patient. Be patient. My kids are learning this. As we in our home is the age uh, median age has gradually jumped. My kids learn this. And I know that, that it's important that we all learn this because she needs to be honored and We have to be patient. Number four, how do you love your mom or anybody for that matter? Is you love her attentively. You love her attentively. (laughs) Mothers usually really only see the good in us, don't they? And I'm thankful for that. I'm glad God wired them to know that, that we always are the ones, man, they're rooting for us and they're always in our corner. They don't see our faults. Sometimes they'll point them out for sure. But they're in our corner regardless. I was watching a documentary not too long ago, and it was a, about it was an interview of people on death row. And they're interviewing these guys. 
And in the interview, they would talk to these men, and then they would go and they would talk to their moms. And what would the moms always say? Well, they'd say, man, you know what? He was a good boy. He was such a good kid. He made a mistake. He got with the wrong crowd. Yeah, and he murdered 37 people with a salad spoon. But he's a good boy, you know? I'm thankful that most our moms are going to be in our corner no matter what we do. Because how many of you know we can do stupid really easy and thank God mom can back us up. She can be there. She'll be in our corner. But you have to be attentive to your mom. When we want a sympathetic ear, that's where we go. Can I tell you there's ladies in this room right now you say, you know, I don't have a great relationship with my mom. I don't have anybody to talk to. There are women in this room that I'll promise you have a great listening ear. And they will hear you out. And you can pour your, yourself out to them and it'll stay right there because they'll take it to heart and they will pray with you and they will encourage you. And that can be like your surrogate mom. You're just, you're just saying, hey, would you help me out? I've seen that happen in this church already. I've seen it. Young lady, you're dealing with things. Go, go to a, a woman who, who has some wisdom about her and say, you know what, how do, I, how do I do this? I mean, how do I navigate this with my husband? How do I navigate this with my kids? What should I do? Let me tell you, there's a lot of wisdom sitting in this room today. Make yourself available to it. Love your mom attentively. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 says, I have been reminded of your sincere faith. In the Greek, that word means unhypocritical. It's, it's, it's exactly what you see is what you get. Your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. I just want to know that, that what my, has been passed on from my heritage, that I can continue on. I come from a, from a heritage of godly women in my life. My mother, my mother-in-law, my grandmother, my great-grandmothers, God-filled people who, who stood in, 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 in difficult circumstances, each in difficult, difficult times, in different times, but they stood strong and their faith was sure. And I can look back. Let me tell you, you may not have that heritage, but you can start that heritage right here today. You can be that person. Be attentive to her mom. Pay attention to what they say. The fifth thing is to love her gratefully. A bunch of kids in an elementary science class were studying magnetism. And on a quiz, the teacher put, has six letters, starts with an M, and picks up things. 95% of the class wrote mother instead of magnet. Your mom deserves to be thanked. AT&T says the most phone calls made in the country every year is always Mother's Day weekend. More phone calls are made this weekend than any other weekend of the year. And I'm thankful for that because most people realize how important it is to just call mom and say, hey, mom, how you doing? I want to say thanks for all that you've done. Or, hey, mom, 
sorry I was a jerk when I was at home. Just want you to say, just want you to know that that uh, I'm grateful for all that you did. Be grateful. The Spanish proverb says, an ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy, and I believe that 100%. Ladies, remember this. There's no way that you can say, hey, I've been perfect in all this. There's not a woman in this room who would say, get up, raise my kids perfectly. I did it everything exactly by the book. No, we've all made mistakes. Moms make mistakes too. And we give you that room. There's no way to be a perfect mother, but there's a, million, there's a million ways to be a good one. And I'm grateful for those who try to be a good mom or grandma. Number six, how do you love your mom? You love her generously. Love her generously. For great moms, let me just tell you, there's nothing too good for her. We could never repay the great moms and the women in our life who have done so much for us, but we should try if we possibly can. I know times in my growing up years where mom would skip spending money on herself so that I could have stuff. She would say no, she would deny herself, and she would put together or sew something or match and mix and match something that's just wore out and old on Easter so that I could have uh, the cool, uh, back in my day, um, it's the kid leisure suit, you know, I mean, had the big wide lapels and the, and the wide deals. I'm, I'm not that old, but when I was a kid, I got to wear them. You, know, you guys know what I'm talking about. I was slick. John Travolta had nothing on me, man. I was slick. Mom would pass all this. Mom would mom would pass off, and so that I could have some of that stuff. And so, if there's any way I can pay her back, I try to do that. Not necessarily just with my words and with my with my thanks and hugs, but I try to give her something. You know, and if it's possible, do that. You could bypass a few meals and get your mom something nice. A reminder of a story in World War II where a a troop a group of patrol of soldiers was coming through Germany and they were it was toward the end of the war and when they were going through these trees they found a mother and a couple of kids and they were just scared to death hiding in some bushes and these soldiers walked up and they gave the mom uh, their their rucksack that had some food in it and she immediately took that food and handed it to her kids one of the soldiers looked at the other soldiers and said man is she not hungry he said no she's a mother moms need to be loved generously if you've got if you've got 50 bucks get her a pedicure or however much they cost if you've got a little bit more send her to the day spa for a few hours get her a massage can i hear mom say amen to that (laughs) get her a massage send her let her let her relax and enjoy herself in this love her generously Don't hold back, give back. And lastly, number seven is love her honorably. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 says this, Honor your father and mother 
And then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. That verse is binding as long as your parents live. Look at it again. Honor your father and mother. That's a commandment. And it's binding. As long as your parents are alive, you are to honor them. It doesn't become unbinding when you leave home. It doesn't become null when you get married. Honoring your mother and your father is a lifelong process. Up until the day that they pass, you are to honor them. You say, well, my mother wasn't an honorable lady. The Scripture makes no qualifications. My dad wasn't a good man. The Scripture makes no qualifications. Honor your mother and your father. It was so important that the Lord put that in the Ten Commandments. The top ten list of what God wanted to say to His people, that's in there. Honor your mother and your father. Because I believe in doing so, it shapes the character of the person that you are and the person that you will become. Because in life, there's not going to always be everybody that's on your side. There are going to be times when they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do things that are going to harm you. There are going to be rules that you have to abide by that you don't like, but still you have to honor them, and you'll honor others. So why not honor your mother and your father? It's important. Honor your mother and your father. Love her honorably. I'm going to close with this. Daniel, you can come. Some of you looked at your watch and said, wow, what in the world? When we leave here, I want you to go spend some time with your mom. And I want you to call her. Because God's the only one who knows how long that you'll have her. And so take those moments. Make today an important day. It's so important that we recognize that in John 19, Jesus, like I said, as he hung upon the cross, he took a moment to consider his mom. Of all the thoughts that he could have had, of all the things, the redemption of mankind, the freedom of of the captives, taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave, of all the things that Jesus could have had on his mind, He considered his mom. He never let that responsibility be sure. He considered, what about my family? And today, that's my question to you. What about your family? What about your mom? I'd like for you to just bow your heads all over this room this morning. I want to pray with some of you. I know that, like I said, today is a difficult day. Some of you have not had a good home. Some of you had a wonderful mom, but she's not here anymore. Some of you have great moms now. 
So what do we do? How do we deal with all the different pieces that kind of go into this day? Love considers all things good and bad. And it remains true no matter what. That's the love of God. God considered you, your good and your bad, all your faults, sin, everything. And his love for you remained true. You say, yeah, but that's God's love, Pastor. I don't know if I can handle that. I mean, you don't know the, the home that I was raised in. Yes, I don't know that home. But I do know the love of God. So not only does God love you, but he wants your love to flow through you. And he wants that love to be passed on to others around you, including those who are close. Some of you need to forgive your mom for some things that she has done in your life. And right now, I just want you to take that moment. Just in this real soft moment. Holy Spirit's really just stirring because I know it's an emotional time. Some of you know you just need to, and you need to express that today. And you say, you know what? She did, she did some things that really hurt me deeply. But with God's strength, I forgive her because Jesus forgave me. I want you to take a moment. And just do that. If you need to, if you just need to say, Lord, I forgive her. Rebuild that relationship. If she doesn't know the Lord, if she's not a believer, you might pray, Lord, would you get a hold of her life? Would you show her your salvation? Would you let her recognize how much you love her? Those of you who are alone, you feel like today is kind of an empty day. All the thoughts of Mother's Day, they go back years because your mom's gone. Maybe you're the oldest in your family. Maybe you have kids around. Maybe you don't have any kids around. You just kind of feel out of sorts, kind of awkward today. Let me tell you something. It's wonderful to see you today. There's so many people that I just look to as just wonderful, wonderful women of God. Your impact is far beyond just your family size. So, Lord, today I pray, God, over this entire group, Lord, I pray that, Lord, that we would cherish, Lord, our family and our friends, Lord, our, our loved ones. Lord, I pray as we go from this place today in just a few moments, Lord, that you would help us to love our moms, to consider them, to love the people in our home, family, our children, our father, our brothers, our sisters, Lord. This church family, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the love that's in this room. I just pray that, God, that you'd help us to enjoy this day. And we thank you for your love upon us and your love in our life. And, Lord, if there's anybody in this room who doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that right now, in this very moment, that you would let your love, Lord, just, God, be exposed into their life. Let them see, Lord, that they're not, they're not where they need to be with you. And so, Lord, I pray that, God, that you would help them, Lord, to confess their sins before you, Lord, 
because you said if we would do that, that you'd be faithful. You'd forgive us, Lord God, our sins. Lord, you'd forgive us, Lord, the things that separate us and that have broken our relationship with you. And you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord, that you would, Lord, give us eternal life. I pray that that would be the case today. Let that be the story. And let that be a beginning, Lord, of Mother's Day, Lord, today. I praise you and I give you thanks and I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this ministry, we want to encourage you to share it. And if you don't have a church home, come join us any Sunday at 1030.